I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello, you're listening to Soda Pop Pod, where we review soda pops out of 10. Today we'll be drinking some Iron Brew. Glug, 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 six out of ten. It's not Soda Pop Pods, it is small screen 90s with me, AMJ. And who's that over there? It's Chris Barnes enjoying a Panda Pop. Oh, what Panda Pop are you having? A Shandy? Yes. Yeah, don't ask me about which one it is because I can't remember. I remember Panda Pops. Oh, this room, this will make like the listeners so angry of this podcast. Well, Panda Pop, the Cherry Pop was the best one, I think, out of the Panda Pop. Didn't like the knockoff cola one, though. The thing it came in was just weird. It was all crinkly around the side, wasn't it? Yeah. Well, right. No. I hate Panda Pop. <laughs> There's a quote for the week. I hate Panda Pop. Are they still going? Uh, I don't know. You always ask I'm these questions. Gonna... <laughs> Maybe we should have real... Uh, they seem like Maybe something t- that would have gone with Woolworths. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, like pink lemonade Panda Pop. Can you still get Panda Pops? Well, this is exciting for all the listeners. Retro Vixen. Sadly, as Panda Pops were discontinued in 2011, you can't buy Panda Pops today. Oh, I want a oh, Panda Pop. <laughs> I want some Cresta now as well. I want it all. I want to live in a fizzy space. So, Chris, we can't just talk about Panda Pops all day. What have you been up to this week? I've been gigging with Dame Baptiste off the telly, but don't ask me what Whoa. he's like. Oh, because I, I was gone before he turned up. Was that one of his requests? Yes, it was. <laughs> and then I, he's like, I'll, I'll gig with him, but I don't want to see him. At the venue, you could also meet Tajiri the wrestler. I was uh, on the same bill as Tajiri the wrestler from the 90s. I don't think he can speak a word of English. And he was doing a meet and greet. What? What? what hold on. Was he doing stand up? No, he was next door. I sent it to my friend who likes wrestling, Mr. Dave D. And... Uh, and then <laughs> realised it was actually he was actually next door while I was gigging. That's amazing. Where were you gigging? Like crossover land or something? <laughs> no, it was uh, Merton or Collier's Wood. They they said to me when I did my prostitute bit at the beginning. If no one knows my set, then that will make no sense. And do you feel right. pumped now? Are you ready to take on the world for tonight's big I, gig? I am. I also saw a fight with an Uber driver and a cyclist, which was fun. Oh, that's good. Sworn en- enemies, aren't they? Uber drivers and cyclists. But it went on for longer than it should have done. The Uber driver was trying to run him over with the motorbike, and then they started. Yeah. They, after the traffic lights went, they were both down the road yelling at each other, 
was like, oh, this is this is the, this is better than the gig. This is. Do you reckon that certain wrestler would have loved that? Going like, this is what we need. We need to keep it live and spicy. Well, I don't think he was going outside going, oh, I'm next next door is Trevor Philgood is gigging. Have you ever been to a meet and greet? I don't think I, don't think I ever have been to an actual meet and greet. I've been the guy who stood there with celebrities whilst people have got their photographs taken. Like when Stephen Mullen used to have photographs at certain holiday park, I used to have to kind of let people come in and have a photo and then cut the queue afterwards. And it took forever. I can understand people going to see someone and then meeting them after, but just meeting them, like they're going to be your friend, like going, oh, please be my friend, come on. Did he not do a show or anything or a Q&A? Was he just like having a meet and greet? That's weird. That's what they do. They just do meet and greets. Just him? Yeah, just him on his own. That's Because surely he's not a big enough name just to have that. Just him at a trestle table on his own. Well, uh, I don't know. He's, he's not very high up. He's not The Rock. It wasn't like The Rock would be stood there at, in London well, asking mean, people to meet him. The Rock was in Merton just doing a meet and greet. I think his agent needs to be sacked if that's the case. He might well, be filming well, another Jumanji. It was what? Oh, that bit. We, yeah, sack his agent after that. What, what's in the book today? You're going to Merton for a meet and greet, Rock. And it's not even Merton, it's Collier's Wood. And if you say it on stage, everyone just moans at you. I did came oh, on. Oh, one of say, those places, eh? Where are we? Swear, where are we? And they're like, Collier's Wood, don't you know? Yeah, you paid a few <laughs> extra quid on your house, that's why. Idiot. Like, a lot of them. They like, like the magic trick at the end. The magic trick was actually my, my closer, which it isn't normally. It's normally in the middle. See, they'd love a magic trick in Collier's Wood, I can tell. They love magic. They're a big magic audience. Magic and wrestling. That's all they want in that theatre. Do you know what else they love? They love the 90s. They do look, and I love the 90s. So it's that time for Small Screen 90s. That's right, listener. You're listening to Small Screen 90s with me, AMJ, and Mr. Chris Barnes. If you fast-forwarded the intro, good on you. That makes perfect sense. It was pretty weak this week. So we are going to review some shows from the 90s. And boy, have we got a selection for you. So, uh, Chris, because we didn't talk about the order, what do you want to start with? Dinosaurs! Yeah. Bim, 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 Do you remember this back in the day? Yes, I remember the first time I ever watched it on telly. 
And they said, well, next like, up. How are they filming them dinosaurs? No, it was like, next up is dinosaurs. And then the, the intro of him walking through the forest. And now yeah. you can just tell it's it's uh, obviously a Henson puppet because I think there's like a squirrely thing in the uh, in the undergrowth, which is obviously a Henson thing. But when I think Jurassic Park, I, just, I don't think we got it in the UK immediately when it came out. So I think Jurassic yeah. Park was coming in and I was like, what is this? And then the minute he went, honey, I'm home, I was like, Oh, okay. It's the Simpsons with dinosaurs. Well, it, it's kind of like a reverse Flintstones, isn't it? When you watch it back, because like all the uh, all the pets are cavemen. They said that all oh, the dinosaurs are going to live forever, and they looked out the window and looked at the cavemen trying to make a wheel, and they're like, <laughs> "Yeah, we're going to live forever." Oh, oh. yeah. Uh, no. s- spoiler alert: uh, the very last episode is the apocalypse. It is the end of the world. It's That's really nice, sad. It? Yeah, so uh, we've gone on a bit. Well, I say spoiler alert. It's been out for like nearly 30 years. If you've not watched it now, it's not going to bloody happen, is it? Uh, a few notes I've made about this. The Caveman, my personal favourite. What episode did you watch? I watched the first episode and a little bit of the second episode. Did you watch the Hurling Day episode? No, I did not. But what is so, it? So <laughs> in Dinosaur, there's this folklore where when any dinosaur turns 74 they get hurled from the top of a cliff into a pit of tar. I think I remember uh, this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's only mother-in-laws and it's to be done by the son-in-law. And it's (laughs) like a big thing. It was such a kind of like this happy dinosaur going, you're going to burn today. And just try to throw his mother-in-law into the tar pit. Once again, spoiler alert, she gets away with it and he gets, uh, she ends up living with him which you don't want from a mother-in-law. My mother-in-law I would, because she's lovely. But it was really funny. It was just the mother-in-law joke to, like, a new level. Not only did they do mother-in-law material, they went to the other extreme with it. The idea of throwing your mother-in-law into a pit of tar. Old El Sinclair? El Sinclair. (laughs) See, I've just written down the names. El Sinclair, Robbie, Charlene. Francine is his wife? Yeah. Yeah. Here's here's something with the dinosaur setup there. What breed are those dinosaurs, and how did they come to be? Because none of them seem to be the same dinosaur, and I presume the two adult dinosaurs would have had to have Tyrannosaurus sex. Thank you. <laughs> uh, but, but none of them. That should have been on Patreon. People should have paid for that joke. <laughs> That's but, too good for free. It's too good for free. I'll, I'll, Take it, bleep it out. Uh, what what was the breed of the dinosaur? Because none of them were the same breed. A megalosaurus. It was a megalosaurus. It, he says it in the first episode. Oh, man. Also, he's not a, t- really... he's not a little T-Rex, because I think he looks like a little T-Rex with bigger hands, but he's not, apparently. Yeah. His mate's a T-Rex, isn't he? Or an Allosaur. I think so. Well, then the wife said she dated a T-Rex once, but she never meant... Maybe she dated his friend. Did, did you watch the other episode as well, where... I did. I did watch quite a few of them, where the wife, like this guy, lays this massive dinosaur. I think a T Rex lays claim to his wife, and if a dinosaur lays claim to another man's wife, and you don't accept the challenge, you just have to move out of your house and like just have to move out of his house and then fight this T Rex. This was. I loved it. It was absolutely batshit crazy. The idea with the fridge as well, that everything was alive in there. Every time they opened, that was a really nice touch. That was a bit Flintstonesy, and I think Flintstones is a work of art. So, also, is it yeah. is it done by hypnosis? Because every time they open up the fridge, they know what to hand out. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, they I don't even they say ha- it. Yeah, I think they hand it out so they don't get eaten. Um, the episode I won- watched, he wanted a big telly. Yeah, that was a good and episode. He- Did you watch it on Disney Plus? Yes. And she wanted to. Uh, although the, the the first episode is the origin of the baby. The baby has never been in existence, and they'd explain how it happened. And he gets fired from his job. He's pushing over logs, isn't it? He's a log Mr. Pusher. Richmond is the scariest thing ever. What the triceratops? He's so scared. Even if you see this, the the uh, cabin shaking before he goes in. Uh-oh. Now, like, well, I watched it. Now it wasn't as scary as I remember it being. But him just being so big and like. I reckon if you really made Spider Man and replaced him. Got rid of Joe Jameson and put Mr. Richmond in instead. No one would know. And I'll be like, it'd be a better film. Wouldn't anyone be like, why is that Triceratops now the head of a newspaper company? Uh, If it was in Spider-Man 3, no one would question it. It would probably be the best bit about that fucking film. Uh, But we're not here for that. I I thought, yeah, and he was like an actual Triceratops. There was a lot of dinosaurs that didn't look like dinosaurs. I enjoyed the TV ads. Where there was one for like a guy who had no horns going, Hey, I'm finding it hard to get girls. Yeah. Well, you need to get yourself some horns. And they given him like these fake horns and he'd got loads of lady dinosaurs around him. Gold. I love this. This was really good. This really made me happy. It was Jim Henson, isn't it? Before they yeah. made it shit. I think it was great. It was just, it was a pure slice of. Jim Henson at his best. It was after he died, wasn't it? I think so. Around that time, yeah. He died, I think, in 91, 92. We all have to admit... He didn't die best... twice, so maybe he died around that time. <laughs> we have to admit the best Muppet film is The Muppet Christmas Carol, which isn't directed by him. It's, uh, yeah. The original Muppet film's quite good. Muppet Christmas Carol gave me nightmares for years. The ghost of future past. The the little the little girl. Oh, it's terrifying. <laughs> it's with the Grim Reaper. The Grim Reaper's fine though, like because the Grim Reaper, like, but it was just yeah, something about it freaked me out for years. I think some puppets are cute and cuddly, like the Elmos of the world, and other ones are freaking disturbing. <laughs> There's no like middle the ground with puppets. Yeah, there's no middle grounds, is there? Like, freaky as fuck or cute. No, you never get, like, a middle ground. <laughs> Anything in the labyrinth is disturbing. The little troll man, the hairy he thing. Pretty, yeah, he was pretty disturbing, that troll man. It all was. There was nothing where you're like, that's quite a nice, cute puppet. No. Wants to go like, that thing that threw its head. Do you like the Dark Crystal? I've never I watched it. I do like the Dark Crystal. I can't remember it very well, though. They made a series as well, didn't they? They did. Was it on Netflix? Yeah, because that's what they do now. That was successful years ago. Let's bring it back. I just thought if we're sponsored by BritBox, most of the stuff we watch isn't on BritBox. It's on everywhere else. But don't worry, BritBox, if we were sponsored by you, don't you get a nice slice of the pie. What would you give the dinosaurs? I'd give it 60. I think 60. I used to have toys wow. of them. I don't remember them. I had a toy of the, the guy, the, the, the old dinosaur, Daddy Saw. Oh, oh, you mean you mean Earl Sinclair? Yeah, uh, not just dinosaurs. I used to have a dinosaur toy. No, I thought you meant the like the grandparents. I thought, well, what kid would go? What dinosaur would you like? I like the grandparents one, please. The 
the lady, the, the mother-in-law. Yeah, I would like a mother-in-law based dinosaur toy. Daddy, can we have the volcano as well to throw, throw uh, Nanny in? <laughs> yes. <laughs> That'd be a great thing, wouldn't it? And they'd just fill it up with sludge like they did with the Captain Planet ones. It was, it, I think it was great. So, are we agreeing yeah. with 60? Yes, we are agreeing with 60. So let's... Lock. It. In. Yes. Wow. Which brings us to our next banger of a show. It is Mr. Bean. Normally I write loads of notes, but I know this off by heart. So I've written three. I've written three things, and that's it. Right. As someone who loves Charlie Chaplin, this is just brilliant. And do you know what I like about this? It doesn't fit into any category whatsoever. It's just its own thing, and it takes. It's just brilliant. It's just bliss. I love Mr. Bean. What were your, what were your notes that you didn't write? My notes I didn't write, which was Mr. Bean in room 46. No, Mr. Bean in room 426. Get it right, because people will be going, yeah. come on, you got it wrong. Yeah, the they'll, be, bean, they'll all be doing that. The bean fans. Danny LaRue's in it for... I don't know why they picked Danny LaRue. I think they needed a drag act. Could have been Dave Midner, but Danny LaRue. It's probably busy. And uh, Robin Driscoll who helped write it with Richard Curtis, was also the great Raimondo in Only Fools and Horses. There you go. That's all my notes. Those are good notes. I remember watching the scene where he was driving the car with the chair on top and laughing so much that milk came out of my nose. And it's all, it's all real. It's no CGI there that he's actually was sat on the top of the car well, someone drove it from the bottom. The old days, health and safety. They actually had to do it. Did you? Uh, were you a big fan of Bean Ultimate Disaster Movie? I was. Yes. <laughs> And in it is the bit with the turkey on the head, which is from the TV show. And they did it in the film and everyone said they ripped off Friends, but Friends ripped them off. Well and truly. I think that was one of the only times that a film is actually kind of, a film of a TV series is solid. Uh, well, well, apart from they had to move him to America, which is a bit... Well, of course you had to go on holiday. It's a and TV it's... series being a film. That's the only way you can make it. They won't <laughs> let you make it otherwise. He's talking too much. It does, and when he just splits a V at the bikers, I found hilarious. And Whistler's mother in that is brilliant, where he accidentally wipes off Whistler. It's just, it's just like an epic. It's like, it's like what you wanted those Beano videos to be, just pure slapstick, but funny slapstick. Done well. I think nowadays 
you've got the goes wrong uh, series, which it comes yeah. close to it with that slapstick, but mm. they're just clever and like it's when you watch Buster Keaton and you think one thing's going to happen and something completely different happens, and it's just I probably only chose it because of uh, Man versus B, which I haven't seen yet, but I've heard good things. Have you seen Man versus B yet? I've seen Man versus B. What did I'm, you think? I'm glad they cut it up into little episodes because yeah, after he's ruined the house so many times during one episode, you're like, uh, we, I, I watched it in two halves, so I didn't watch it all yeah. at once. If I'd watched it all at once, I'd be like, oh, come on. There's a bit where you think he feels sorry for the bee and he doesn't really, he just wants to blow it up. Is it like Mouse Hunt? It is a bit like Mouse Hunt. But does he talk much in Man versus Bee? He does. He's called Trevor Bingley, which I'm annoyed by. I'm the Trevor. You are, there are other Trevors out there, Trevor. There's That's no other Trevors. No. There's you, Trevor, Trevor feel bad. It's, yeah, it's just great to see that kind of, and also, it's nice to see something on Netflix that's a bit different. Yeah, and something that'll beat Ricky Gervais. Oh, yeah. mine's the most watched UK comedy ever. It's like, come on, come on, Rowan, come on, show me his boss. That, <laughs> this one could be shown in lots of different countries because there's not much dialogue. There is dialogue in it, but not as much. They already called The House Sitter, but uh, uh, Netflix said, one would call it Man vs. Bean, and everyone knows what it's about. That's fair play, really, isn't it? You can't go wrong with a show called Man vs. B. Have you seen Inside Number Nine? I've, I've seen Inside Number Nine. Have you seen A Quiet Night In? Yeah, yeah, I've seen A Quiet Night In. There's a bit where it, I thought it's going to, this going to just do that. Oh, I'm, I'm spoiling it by telling you stuff that happened. Anyway, oh, so Man vs. A B. <laughs> well, thank you for clearing that up. <laughs> I will watch it. Like, I'm really intrigued by what, what he's going to do in it. But, but going back to Bean, I just think it was it was great. And I don't remember how they put it out on TV. I remember they were quite sporadic, sporadically released. It was, yeah, it wasn't like a series. You just get a special one like every... It was mainly in the 90s. They, he never made one in the 2000s, I looked. The titles were weird. Like... yeah. Uh, the Curse of Mr. Bean doesn't really tell you what's going to happen in the episode. Return of Mr. Bean, all right, that's after the first one, so that's understandable. No, also, the thing is, like, when they stopped doing them, they made a short-lived animated series, which just... It loses its magic of slapstick a bit if it's not real. Rowan did the voice for it, which I'm surprised by. You would think yeah. get someone else to go... Rah, rah, rah. That's a cushy job, though, isn't it? Voicing that. Ooh, Right, does Trevor sound like Mr Bean? Yes. Oh. Next question. <laughs> <laughs> I Did don't, you just realise something right now? No, he sounds more like Andy from Little Britain. Yeah, I know. That, that is more the, the way he sounds like. But if I'm going TikTok live, all you get is, why are you doing Mr Bean's voice for? <laughs> it's, it's not Mr Bean. Do, do it. Do something now. and uh, Do the voice. Oh, I do the voice now. All right, this it's uh, uh, I don't know what to say. I'm on the spot. Doesn't Mr. No, no, doesn't. Hello, hello, oh, hello, Mr. B. Oh, oh, Teddy. Yeah, yeah, it's very different. Like you, you actually say stuff. I mean, it was weird what come out of you. It was like you were being possessed. <laughs> 
possessed by Trevor. We've been through this road before. Uh, no, I don't say it sounds like Mr. Bean. It's very geeky. Yeah. It's a bit sounds like you're on your way to chess club. <laughs> I've also got people saying, is that your real voice? So it's like, how dare you? How dare you, sir? I, uh, oh, I didn't know. Like, honestly, when we first started gigging years ago, I, I really didn't know who Chris Barnes was for at least a month. Like, I've met you at two gigs as Trevor, and I had no idea who you were. And I, I was thinking about it the other day of going like, yeah, which is weird looking back, because I thought you would have just at least introduced yourself. But no, you came out and drink, did you, bit left? <laughs> I was thinking about it the other day. It's, it's odd. What? Well, I, I I turned up and there's like, yeah, I'm Trev. Well, sometimes I just say Trev, so it's it, it even to Hal Crattingdon, I he was like, I was like, well, my name's Trev, but my name is he's like, no, 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 just keep it as Trev because then I'll get confused. It just I, I remember you turning up once and thinking I put Trevor Fielder and being a bit thinking you'd be like a straight comedian, and then like it weren't, it was Trev. I don't know, it was just confusing early on. This has got nothing to do with Mr. Bean, but. It's nice we could have a trip down memory lane, isn't it? If this was a radio show right now, have you ever been confused by an employee at work? Phone in 07456 You know the cameos that are in it? Richard Wilson's in it. Solid. Who's that bloke from Have I Got News For You? Angus Deaton. Angus Deaton's in it. That's a solid cameo. Nick, what's his face from You Think It's All Over? Oh, yeah, that's a bit of a weird one. He's playing a burglar with a uh, bin over his head and he can't tell which one it is, so he has to poke him with a pen to see if he squeaks. Oh, what's his name? Nick? Hancock. That's it. Well, well, I haven't today, but that didn't work. (laughs) No. So, what Uh, would you give the Mr Bean? The Mr Bean has got to be 70. 70 for the bean. Would you agree? Yeah. So let's lock it in. Oh, Teddy. Oh, he's Rowan Atkinson just there. (laughs) What's next on the party bus? Choo choo. That's a train. Next up is the 90s kids classic, Biker Grove. the best bit i this was dull man this was real like i know it's grim up north but fucking hell like one episode and like i died if i try to watch the first episode nah so then i went a bit further and one episode a slug was eating all the lettuces so uh they were having an argument was it right to pour salt on the slug and he did it anyway and then the slug died (laughs) that was it that was it. Also, like, uh, the problems these kids have as well, relationship problems, are not the problems of teenagers. No, it's the uh, the problems of a adult writer that can't think of anything that kids like. 
Yeah, an adult writer who's clearly fallen out with his wife whilst writing it, thinking, you know what, maybe it's your time to do the bloody ditches. And uh, that that's what came through this. I just, I remember generally running home from school thinking, yeah, I'm going to watch Biker Grove. And I look back now and think I should have stayed at school and done some extra homework because it was just the intro standard and also at the end with the outro. What's with the... <laughs> Um, got the weird child's laugh that, that comes from nowhere. I've got, I've got to admit something. I could Were you that watch, baby? I could barely watch one episode. It's it's but it's so dull. Like it's it be, being groundbreaking and just doing something with it. Well, it's Anton Deck in it. Yeah, but how did they get a career off the back of this? I don't know. When he got shot in the eye and blinded. Uh, oh, I really didn't like this. It made me watch Grange Hill. storyline it wasn't someone trying to like pour salt over a slug and then just constantly going oh are we going to get rid of slugs teenagers don't care about slugs in a garden patch is that what you were doing as a teenager going oh check on me slugs oh best way to kill them salt that is someone who that's the same writer again who's looking out of his window on his typewriter Thinking, oh, how am I going to get rid of those slugs? These are the problems that teenagers have. I thought Biker Grove was because they'd rode bikes, but apparently it's a, a place in Newcastle. It is. I mean, people in Newcastle love it, don't they? Do they? No, I, I don't, I don't, they, they've got colour TV and everything up there now, haven't they? What characters do they have apart from PJ and Duncan? Well, there was the guy, oh, the caretaker. Hmm. I can't remember his name. There was the woman. The woman, the woman, who, the woman who looked after the grove. And that was it. That, that was all of it. And loads of kids who had this really good youth group that always seemed fun and exciting. What, killing slugs? But, like, it always looks great, doesn't it? Like, And this is the thing as well. Tuck shops as well on the TV are amazing. And they, oh, look at all the stuff. In the t- Have you been to a tuck shop in real life? It's nothing like that. I've been to a tuck shop. There was one at my school, and this. You're right. Please yeah. don't die. <laughs> you're only thinking I it because. 
The variety of the uh, delicious. Why do I just say sweets? I'm trying to be I'm trying to think of big long words to say. The sweets on on display aren't that much. You can't Mars bar, Snickers, a what double decker. What would you get for a quid if you went to the old tuck uh, tuck shop with a quid? What, what would a young barn be walking away with? A packet of Space Invaders um, yeah. and a Twix. That's not bad. But this was the thing with the tuck shop as well. Even watching that going like, that's a full day's work putting out that tuck shop. It was like something from the Covent Garden that had been put out. And you go, no, that's not a tuck shop. Tuck shops are disappointing. And someone's well, always fiddling around with the sign. Well, that's probably what happened. Oh, <laughs> that's probably what happened is that the uh, production team said, a tuck shop isn't good enough for the screen. We've got to spoosh it up a bit and make it more like Willy Wonka's Chocolate Factory. Well, maybe if they spent more time on the script and less time trying to make the tuck shop look more realistic, it would have been a better show. <laughs> maybe that's a downfall in all of this. Maybe if the production team would have put some effort in again. You know what? It doesn't matter about the tuck shop. It's never ma- mattered about the tuck shop. It matters about the story, which there is none. You can prove how much we don't like this because we're talking about the tuck shop. No, but like, I think it's one of the worst things we watch. It was only the intro. I've, I remember watching it. And you know a programme's bad when you only remember the intro. Well, especially on this 90s thing, right? There's so many, like, great intros, but terrible programmes. Oh, it's just awful. Sorry. So, well, and it went on for... <laughs> it went, like, it went on and on and nothing happened. Why did you just say sorry to me for? I didn't make it. Did you not make my intro? No, I didn't but, make it. There was a later episode, so I started watching some later ones and thinking maybe it's me. Maybe I've so I skipped ahead ten series and there's like a couple discussing their relationship and maybe it's time to move on. He's thirteen. What problems has a kid got at thirteen that he needs to realise to move on? For fuck's sake. Do you know what I mean? It's like, oh, it's really hurting me inside not being able to be with you. Shut up. <laughs> like, Grow up. You're Go down the tuck team. shop. Go down the tuck shop. Go and change Look the at- sign around so it, so it puts fuck shop. Go on. Exactly. And you spend five minutes in there. That's your life gone. It's So, what would you give Biker Grow? Five. And that's me be generous. Five. Five. You do know that's the, exactly the same score as the Queen's Nose. Perfect. What is it with you kids kids dramas? You don't like them, do you? I, don't, I just I just feel bad for young me watching these kids dramas, thinking this is good. What else like how bad was the rest of TV that that's what I chose to watch? I don't think I ever watched Biker Grove. I remember the, the beginning, but I used to turn it off when I just did the theme tune. Oh, <laughs> so let's lock it in. That is Biker Grove at Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? 
Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Five. Also, one more thing about Bike to Grow before we move No, no, we've locked it in now. No, we've locked it in. No, it's locked in. The only reason it had any viewers is because CB, CITV used to stop at five o'clock and CBBC used to sh- stop at half past five. And that's when they put all that shit on in the background. I know, I'm on to you. There was nothing else. The, the overlap. Was countdown. <laughs> yeah. That's how it got them. Bastards. The lot of them. I've never seen you this angry about something. This is why I could grow. But, but I thought, you know when you think there'd be a bit of nostalgia going like, this is insulting to kids. And I mean, like, it's clever when you can put adult themes into, like, into stuff like that. But they were just putting adult... It was like a drama lesson. And you know going say, on it. Yeah, you know when they say, go off and make a play, but make a play yes. about domestic abuse, mm. and then you come back and you... It was like that, but they just thought, well, fuck it, put it on the screen. Have I told you my story about the assembly was meant to do at school about respect. No. <laughs> and me and my friend Jamie Osborne, me and, me and Jamie Osborne were meant to play two little naughty schoolboys, which I didn't mind playing yeah. that role. I was quite happy with that. And the end was Michael said he'd come out of a wardrobe with a wig on, miming to the, the song Respect. <laughs> How did that go? So what happened was he decided the day before, that he wouldn't do it. Yeah. So then Barnsley stepped up to the plate and said, I'll do it. I'll, I'll do it. You get someone else to be the other kid and I'll come out of the, the cupboard and do it. And we yeah. did it in we did it in the rehearsal and it was fine. I came out. I mimed to it. I wore sunglasses so no one knew, knew it was me. And even people commented on it afterwards and said that's what he did it for. And uh, when the assembly happened, the track was in the middle of the song Oh, so no. I'm stood backstage going, well, what do I do? Do I go on? Do I go on that? And it was like, go on, go on. I was like, but it's in the wrong place. It should be at the beginning. And so I went out and did it and it was awful. And <laughs> oh, <laughs> that made man. me think, I want to do stand-up. <laughs> was that your first death? 
well, it didn't die, but it just didn't it didn't work. I love that. That is such a comedian's answer. Well, it weren't a death, but but it was well, close. Well, it wasn't. Well, no one no one laughed. No, no one laughed it at all. No, it just silence. And then I thought it's not in the right. It's not in the right place because we played it in the rehearsal. And no, the teacher had not realised you have to rewind it again. Oh, people. So I think Bike Grove was worth watching for me to bring out that. Definitely. I'll, I will give it another point if we hadn't already locked it in. Oh, well. I'll be locking it again. No, no. <laughs> well, basically, you, it. basically you, you did another 10 minutes on it. So, so this is a classic. This is going to get more than five. It's only Danger Mouse. Danger Mouse. Danger Mouse. Also, can we just go back to the glorious time where David Jason voiced every single cartoon or animated character ever? Count Duckula, Toad from Toad Hall, and many, many more. The BFG. The BFG. Fucking hate that film. Fucking hate it. I hate it. The music. The music's awful in it. I don't like the maybe. Oh, oh no, 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 no! I shouldn't suggest it because we have to bloody watch it then. No, I don't. I don't what the, the animated BFG? I think it might be the eighties. I hope it's the eighties. Oh no, no, we're you, not doing it. It's not a series. You? Oh yeah, it used to. No, I meant big screen nineties. It it really annoyed me. I, I prefer the, I prefer the Steven Spielberg one, which is fair enough because it's done properly. I I, I don't like that BFG. It's too British as well, everything about it. Yeah, I, it's the not, it's the 80s. It must be the 80s. 80s uh, piano, sort of like synthesizer. Anyway, weird. Danger Mouse. What, what are you doing? Blowing dreams through children's window. Come with me, sir. What episode did you watch of Danger Mouse? I wa- I didn't watch a whole episode. I watched individual bits from many, many Danger Mouses. <laughs> if you just type into YouTube full episode, there's a full episode on there called Custard. Oh. Well, <laughs> do enlighten our listeners. <laughs> that's what I do. I go on YouTube full episode. Bosh. Anyway, that's behind the scenes. I've still still had a really bad experience with the Spice Girls because it was meant to be like the film in individual sections. But for some reason, 
it will play a bit of the film, but then go directly back to the Michael Barrymore bit of the film, no matter how far it was in the film. So I saw that Michael Barrymore bit of the film seven times. I was like, who's editing this? Is this a bit of Just that's for the Patreon people. Well, this, this is it. Hello, Joseph. So, uh, <laughs> great, to, great to see you, Joe. So, so what happened? What do you mean? What, in the episode, in the episode of Data What's Custard? And it, David Jason, Terry Thomas, not Terry Thomas, I, fuck, I knew I'd do that, Terry Scott, yeah. Colonel K, Count Duckler is in the original Danger Mouse, Baron Greenback, yeah, yeah. and Stiletto, the crow. Baron was inventing this thing in Africa, desert, to explode in custard. So Danger Dude. Mouse has to fly through space to get this mite that loves custard and eat the custard. Oh, no, I've seen this before. And also, do you think Baron von Greenback kind of looks like David Jason nowadays? He looks like David Jason's toad from Wind in the Willows. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Mr. Jason. And when he's got his back to him, I just keep thinking he's going to go, next time, Gadget, next time. That's a good point, actually. Oh, yeah, they went in the space hopper. I do like the space opera. I, I, it, it was one of those things, watching it back, it, it still felt like, this is good. It's like watching old Banana Man back. It's like, this is great. It, it felt funny, upbeat. It's daft. Penfold is one of the greatest sidekicks of all time. Me and my brother, when we were little, we used to play Danger Mouse in a cardboard box. Did you? And I couldn't say Penfold. So I used to call him Penpold. And I was like, come Penpold. on, Penpold. Come on, Penpold, get in the car. Penpold. Were you Danger Mouse? I was Danger Mouse, yeah. I'm the oldest, so I get to be Danger Mouse. Weird outfit, Danger Mouse, isn't it? A badge and a red slash. Yeah, it was in the phone box. Not a phone box. A phone box letterbox. On. Letterbox. On a curb. They had Irish aliens in it, telling, giving them directions. Perfect. Also... Alexander Armstrong, not my mouse. I don't care. It is, it is the remake is good, but not my mouse. No, nah, not my mouse. It's weird when they remake stuff. I go, I just get David Jason the voice it. He's still about. He is still about. I, still I, I feel we're going into light year ter- ter- uh, territory. <laughs> oh, wait, Why is it what? Tim Allen voicing it? Because it's not Tim Allen, is it? Because that's a different character. Tim Allen is a toy. It's a human plaything. All right, well, how would you get around the fact that Alexander Armstrong's the new Danger Mouse when it should be David Jason? What's well, a different universe, isn't it? Ah, uh, apparently. No, we're not having the multiverse of mouses. The multiverse of mouseness. That's weird. I like that idea as well. Just like infinite, infinite danger mice. Danger <laughs> mice. <laughs> Wasn't it based on a real show called Danger Man? Is that... Am I, or am I making that up? I'm not sure. Uh, I'm going to go with, yeah, definitely. <laughs> You're just like, yeah, I'm not Googling it or searching it. Yeah, yeah, if you say no, so. Do you know what? Sometimes you just have to uh, go with it and just hope it's a real answer. According to BBC, the show's co-creators Brian Cosgrove and Mark Hall say the show was modelled on Patrick McGowan's 1960s TV show Danger Man. Thank you. She's, wow. like a, she's like a third member of the team. She is. She's doing well, producer Alexa. Oh, it's, it's Google. 
producer get, Google. She should get upset by that. She doesn't like that pronoun. Do you know uh, what always surprised me? That there was never a Danger Mouse movie. Yeah, and there could have been lots of... Could it, it, well, there's been a Spice Girls movie, so there could have been a Danger Mouse movie. Yeah, I think, I think once there was a Spice Girls movie, anything was then possible for a movie. Well, you could have the Cosgrove Hall multiverse, which I've just <laughs> said. I've, I've just, I've just said that, and there's Danger Mouse and there's Count Duckula, and I can't think of another one. They, they, they did uh, Wind of the Willows as well. Wind of the Willows. They could have Trapdoor. They'll get stuck down a trapdoor. I'm, I'm just, yeah. just realised that this animation style will be like Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers, which is like, no, I think this is too much for an English production. Could you just imagine going, I don't, I don't know how to do stock animation on South and stuff. Yeah, remember that Peter Kay thing for Children in Need when they had all the yeah. kids' TV show characters on it? Danger Mouse wasn't on it. You could have got David Jason to reprise his role and be the mouse. It was a weird selection of characters on that, on that Peter Kay thing. And I, I think, to be honest, Peter Kay's character was only leading it because it was Peter Kay. Yeah, it wouldn't have been in it normally if it wasn't. No, no, no. They're not clamouring over to get Rory the race driver, are they? Oh, it's Big Chris. I sound like Peter Kay. Come on, I'm getting the band together. Why you? Why not Postman Pat? Yeah, why not Postman Pat? Why not someone who's worked for that? Postman Pat would have been brilliant. Postman Don't Pat get was enough love, it. Postman Pat. Did Postman Pat have a family? He does now, apparently, in the new series. Do you know his surname's Pat Clifton? Yeah, I know. Tingy's told me. <laughs> well, what a weird, what a weird thing that that needed to be put in there. He, he definitely needs a backstory. Pat Clifton. Going back to another show we've done. No one ever knows what Mr. Bean's first name is. Is yeah. it Ben? Mr. Ben Bean. <laughs> ben Bean. I went to abroad. school with a, I went to school with a Ben Bean. Did you? He's in a. You went to he's in with a, ben Bean. He's in a punk. He's in a punk group called The Rash. Which I think you were in a band called The Rash, weren't you? I was in a band called The Clap. We oh. could have, we could have gigged together. The Rash and Clap. <laughs> Two for one. <laughs> uh, is is he an uncle, Ben Bean? I can see what you're doing there. I don't know. Maybe. I went to school with a guy called Ben Rice. That was. I went to school with Alan Titchmarsh. He'd been put back a couple of years. <laughs> Just used to hang around the garden. No, the, the, the book at school was actually called Alan Titchmarsh. Was he a pervert? Right, the other Alan Titchmarsh. Uh, no. You get really touchy around Alan Titchmarsh. Like, you can slag anyone else off. I don't know what you've got or what Alan Titchmarsh has on you. <laughs> but every time I mention his name, you just go like, kind of a bit, kind of. Oh, Ricky Gervais, Roald Dahl, I don't mind. I've got them, but not Alan Titchmarsh. <laughs> yeah. What's Titchmarsh going to do? No, 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 that, that wasn't insulting. That girl in Titchmarsh, he was saying, well, was my friend from school pervy? And I was like, no, he wasn't. Oh. Oh, Alan is he... T- the other real one, yeah, of course he is. He's a dirty pervert. Oh, anyway, but, but Danger Mouse. Danger Mouse, was he a dirty pervert? Well, he lived, he lived with a man that... Right, this is a question. <laughs> what is Penfold? I think Penfold is an aardvark, but I'm only going with the look of after the aardvark. And Penfold, and they're very similar. No, they're almost, not. He looks like, like a rat or something. He doesn't look like a, a rat. He's got too fat a face. He's not. He's not an aardvark. He hasn't got a big nose like an aardvark. 
Yeah, but either does Arthur. Hang on. What animal is Penfold from Danger Mouse? Hamster. According to Wikipedia, Ernest Penfold is a timid, bespectacled hamster and Danger Mouse's reluctant assistant and sidekick. Well, I did know his first name was Ernest. Yeah, yeah, nor did I. That's brilliant. Ernest. Ernest, Ernest Penfold. That's amazing. What's that say? Set up professional audio in the audio sessions. Thought I had before it sounded all right anyway. Anyway, that made me... So he's a hamster. Do you know what? It makes sense now, because he does actually look like a hamster, not an aardvark. He doesn't look like a hamster either. He looks more like a gerbil. Crikey, Chief! Crikey, Chief! Isn't it? Uh, Struth, isn't it? That's what Danger Mouse says. No, no, you just done it in Penfold's voice. Uh, the, the problem is, with me doing Penfold, it turns into the Cocoa Pops monkey quite quickly. <laughs> oh, it turns the milk all chocolatey. Oh! <laughs> I, can't, I can't do voices. I could do droopy. Can you? I'm very, very happy. <laughs> That's there you go. good. There you go. Well, <laughs> with these great impressions of the Cocoa Pops monkey and droopy, we're going to smash some. This is the demographic we need. Yes, up the iTunes charts. <laughs> you want to listen to these guys. If you love Hanna-Barbera characters. Really. I've listened to David L and Joe Wilkinson's podcast, Chatterbix, which is number one at the moment. It's almost as ramshackle as this. They're just talking nice on Zoom. Be. When they're on Zoom, like 10 minutes into every podcast, Joe Wilkinson always goes, shit, am I recording? Every <laughs> at least I can see that I am because this is at the top anyway. Danger Mouse, <laughs> Danger Mouse. I like Danger Mouse, I liked it I like... a lot. I think it was one of those shows that was it's a lot better than it could should be. It's, it's meant to be for kids, but I think the adults, if they have to watch it with the kids, enjoy it as well. Apparently, there wasn't much of a budget back in the day, so every time like there's a fight, it's in a snow scene or underwater. What do you mean much but What, you mean the animated, animation yeah, budget? Yeah, the animation budget wasn't really there. Well, maybe David wanted too much money. So. I, reckon, I reckon old uh, David James, back then he was hot property, man. Yeah, He was be... on everything. That, Darling Bunsen May, Only Fools and Horses, Touch of Frost. The Royal Bodyguard. The Royal Bodyguard, and many, many more. <laughs> yeah, we're talking about slapstick comedy, and then there's the Royal Bodyguard. So, yes, we'll be giving Danger Mouth. Danger Mouth. Danger Mouth. Uh, Danger Mouth. Uh, I want to give it, I want to give it a 60. So it's lower than Mr. Bean? Yeah, I think so. Oh, I'd say 65 then. All right, let's go 65. (laughs) You're easily swayed, aren't you? I am. I want to give it zero. All right, let's go two. See? (laughs) Right, 65 then. Right. Let's lock it in. Locked in is Danger Mouse. Well, you've listened to this week's uh, Small Screen Nighties. Well done to you. Now give yourself a pat on the back for sticking with us. And we'll be back next week with four shows that we will rate out of 90. So, bye-bye, everybody. Bye-bye, everybody. Bye-bye.
deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at UH1.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 